Good evening, lunatics, and welcome to another episode. It's been two weeks since our last confession, um, and here we are. So I'm sure we'll have lots to catch up on after being gone for two weeks. Larry spent some time on vacation, and uh, I spent my time pretty much chasing volleyball. So here we are. Um, oh, my gosh. My, I was out in the sun a little bit too much, so my brain's a little bit fried today, so working on trucks. So, <clears throat> what have you been up to, Larry? Well, I spent last week with my toes in the sand and uh, had a good time. Uh, since I've been home, I've been spending most of my time with contractors <laughs> trying to get this damn house finished. So, that we do have, I do have news, though. When the windows came in while we were at the beach which is huge because now that's turned loose this flurry of all this activity that was not able to happen without the windows. So mm-hmm. as of today, we have flooring, we have counters and cabinets, we have all the kitchen appliances. I mean, it's just, it, it's, um, it's just amazing. So painters are coming next week. All the interior trims are done. Painters are coming next week for the inside. And then the painters for the outside are coming week after that so so what are you two or three weeks to wrap up two or three weeks away from normal life you know how it's gonna be there's gonna be a a big checklist of things that you know need to be done but yeah we're the main things are are either done or or scheduled um side note here my restream is not uh running it says starting soon refresh refresh the page refresh the page that's how the only way i can see the um there we go. Oh, yeah, the comments. Uh, there we are. Good deal. All right, so thank you. Um, so other than that, you know, um, that's really the main thing, uh, watching you guys and making sure you all don't burn the house down while I'm gone. <laughs> so looks like everything looks good. we got a couple of, of new drivers coming on here in a couple of weeks, so that's exciting. Um, been watching you, um, you know, Stir up all kinds of hornet's nests on TikTok and enjoying yeah, that. So. The the hate and discontent on TikTok is uh I just wow. I'm so desperate I desperate I so desperate want to answer some of those, you know, some of those um Yahoos. Well, but well it, next it time next time we're together, my plan is I'm just gonna pick a comment and I'm gonna yeah. hit record and I'm gonna put the phone in front of your face and I'm gonna get your live reaction <laughs> and whatever you say, I'm posting it. You know, okay. and, and just, fair enough. It, you know, fair enough. <clears throat> but you know, the, the, the general, the general thing that I found, the ones I've been watching. Okay. Um, and they just, I mean, I don't pick them out. They just pop up on my for you, you know, my for you page. And, mm-hmm. but the ones that get me the most, people just don't understand that we're not hiring drivers. We, you can't get that through to these people's hands, mm. you know, like, cause the comments are always, how do you get drivers to drive the or drive those trucks or this, that, and the other, you know, they misunderstand because we don't hire truck drivers, but yeah, we have truck drivers. And, and it's just, it's, um, it's, uh, of course I understand we could explain it every night for a year and still <laughs> most people would not understand. Right. I get that. Well, they're drive- frustrating for me because we've been doing this for a long time and people don't, <clears throat> still don't understand that we're not looking to hire truck drivers. You know, we just don't do, we just don't haul freight. That's not what we do here. You know, it's how we get paid, but it's not what we really do. Wasn't it, I, uh, Brush Limbaugh that talked about the drive-by media. Yeah. That, yeah. That's kind of what we have with TikTok is you have Absolutely. these people, bless their hearts, they're just minding their own business, scrolling through their phone, 
and then a <laughs> lunatic pops up in front of them, and they absolutely have no idea what to do with themselves, and they're triggered beyond belief. Yes, um, yes. But I love this meme what we found last week, and it said, uh, uh, "Please, please let me let me interrupt your experience with my confidence." I saw that. Yeah, yeah. and I thought, boy, that yeah. <clears throat> that's my TikTok comment section in a yeah. in in a, in a sentence. Um, yeah. Well, it is. You, I mean, you're right. It is a trigger because they can't. They don't understand it. And rather than try to understand it, they just all they want to do is shit on it. You know, mm-hmm. they they can't bring themselves to look at it and go, well, wait a minute. You know, with, but because it's so different than what they are used to you know, seeing and doing, and plus not only that, but they have to defend their way of life because that's what they have to do. You know, you right. can't admit that you're doing it wrong, you know? So. Yeah. That's the other but, one that <clears throat> I got a bunch of people triggered that I said, lease purchases are a scam. Right, um, right. And it was a short, you know, 30 second video. I just, you know, and you had lots of, Hey, finally somebody's saying it right yeah, on. Brother. Some of you had yes. a bunch of those. And then you had the ones who, are like the baby in the dirty diaper. Yeah, I know it stinks, but it's warm and it's mine, and I'm <laughs> sitting in it. Uh, and yeah. so I'm going to defend my decision. I've justified yeah. my decision to lease a truck, um, yeah. and then they're going to tell me how much I just don't understand um, right. why you know that's not bad. And and uh, I will I will tell people emphatically that right. they should. There's there's few absolutes in life. But in the trucking industry, there's a handful of them. Number one, mm. never, ever lease a truck, especially from a carrier. Number two, uh, if you're new to the industry, looking at the industry, do not ever get an automatic transmission restriction on your license. Right. And three, GPS is not a tour guide. Those are your abs- absolutes. That's all true. Somebody said something about my, about my audio on TikTok. So I'm running a speed test real quick. Listen, I've got new fancy um, um, service here. So I'm three, I'm four, I'm five. I'm okay, I'm, I've, adjust, I've adjusted the, vo- the audio volume down on TikTok. Let me know okay. uh, if that helped you. I don't, I don't think it's myself. I'm 600 down and I am. Uh, you're, you're super crystal clear to me. Um, I would say it's this God oh, about forsaken. About twenty-five, about twenty-five up. I would say okay. that it is this God-forsaken Windows machine on my desk that I have to use to run TikTok Live is the problem. Uh, that's usually I also just look pixel. All of a sudden, I look pixelated. All of a sudden, on TikTok, I looked, you know, like the resolution had gone, but now it's fine. So that's weird. Um, well, in November, and no, by, by the end of November, I'll be five hundred up and down. Because nice. we're fiber optic at that point in time. So maybe we have to start producing the show from here. Yeah. Well, TikTok, I have made an adjustment. Um, so you'll have to let me know. Um, I can switch my phone over. Now we're getting, we're both horrible and they can barely understand us. We are working on it. I, I had, um, it's not any better. God, I fucking hate Windows. I hate windows. I hate windows. I hate windows. Yeah, um, I understand. <clears throat> generally, I understand. the only thing that fixes it is to um, 
Uh, restart the damn machine. And our defensiveness is strong in the TikTok. <laughs> That's hilarious. Finally, party participating. Evan's going to be participating. Oh. I have a squeal mm. every time. Okay. A squeal. All right. Let me do this. All right. Okay. Now I've made another adjustment, TikTok. I think I when had the wrong. I think talking, I had. It's like popcorn popping. I think I had the wrong audio turned on. There we go. It was me. Surprise, oh. surprise. It was me. I got a t-shirt for him. It says something about, uh, um, I, I, I may have made a mistake, but not likely or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. Does that help it, TikTok? I mean, oh, it says much better. Yeah. Much yeah. better. I, That's it. I had Perfect. The, okay. I had the wrong audio source selected. What so. about now on, on, uh, on uh, YouTube? I'm getting uh, y'all have a squeal every time you talk. Would that be the same problem? I don't think so. Rocky said it was perfect. Okay. Yeah. Rod says it's good for him. Okay. Good for me. Okay. All right. Well, let's now that we've got the audio cleared up, let's talk about our sponsor, Pittsburgh Power. Let's do that. We should probably do that. Since they they basically got two weeks without us. So, are you going to talk about them or am I going to talk? Why don't you go ahead and talk about them? I talked about them last week or the last time when I was by myself. Okay. Well, our sponsor is Pittsburgh Power. Um, I've been using their product since 2009. Um, back then I had to use, uh, two bit different suppliers. I had to use OPS for the OPS stuff and Pittsburgh power for the performance stuff. Well, now that's all happened under one roof because OPS is now owned by Pittsburgh power. So, um, that is, um, if you, those that don't know, that's our oil bypass oil purification system. It's the product that allowed me to get 1.85 million miles on a Mercedes-Benz engine without doing anything to the motor except a recall for a, a couple of heads. So um, it had four oil changes in its lifetime, and it never came back with a lab sample that said change the oil. So that's what uh, hooked me on the OPS, and of course, Pittsburgh Power. Uh, I met um, Bruce in... in uh, company uh, way way back at um, Kevin's CMC's in Kansas City uh, was very very impressed with their company and um, so um, met, met a lot of their technicians and back then the electrical engineers would come to the CMC and put on little talks and so forth and impressed me with the level of expertise that they have in, in-house there and so mm-hmm. um, when we started the well when Chris started the podcast and got me on it and we decided we were going to start looking at maybe getting sponsorship and we found out that we're highly rated among the truck industries podcast. We started bragging a little bit and I approached, um, um, Bill Feldman at, at the OPS and said, Hey, would you like to be on our pod? You're already on it, but how would you like to pay to be on it and make it <laughs> official? And, um, and they agreed to do it and we appreciate that. So, um, anything you need, uh, um, uh, diesel performance related, um, anything to do with uh, um, diagnosing problems, ECM problem thing, you know, emission problem, things that are hard for people to find. They can, they have the people in house that can do it. Uh, they're just outside of Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania. Um, great, great company. They also are the um, sole uh, suppliers of the Max Mileage fuel borne catalyst, which we have been using in all of our trucks that have emissions now for a couple of years now. 
So um, check them out. If you do give them a call, let them know that you heard about them uh, on our podcast so that they'll keep doing this. And if you want to buy the OPS products or the Max Mileage products, you can order them on our website. Same price, but we get a little credit for doing it. And um, we appreciate you know, supporting both of us. So thank you very much for doing that. And a, and a note about purchases on our website. Our commerce is, is run through Squarespace um, is the website. And we had a provider, a payment processor called Stripe, and they don't like Catalyst. So they forced us to use PayPal. You do not have to have a PayPal account to purchase items on our website, but you do have to put your credit card information into PayPal and then PayPal pays us. So uh, we've had some people with some confusion uh, because they go to pot to purchase um, something and it takes them to PayPal. Well, PayPal is the only processor that we can use on our website, unfortunately. So yeah, they're just a credit card processor. You don't have to have a PayPal account to do it. Correct. So, but, uh, yeah, we don't like PayPal either, but we don't have any choice. So, um, um you know, th- there's, there's a lot of, I went back and, and looked, or maybe I sent somebody to, I think I did. I, I sent people to go back through our old episodes and find where we started talking about, uh, the eventual crash of the rates. And I believe someone had found it was April, like April of 21 that we were saying these rates are not sustainable. This market is not sustainable. It is going to go down. And when it goes down, what are you going to do? Right. And so now we're seeing all of the stories come up. Company files bankruptcy, leaves the drivers high and dry. Um, uh, some of those, you know, the last one I saw from last week or week before, all the headlines were 100-year-old trucking company. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Well, I, unlike most people, did a little Google search. And what I found was that in January of 2023, that 100-year-old company was sold to a private equity firm. And it only mm-hmm. took them nine months to bleed it, drive all of its cash, bankrupt it, and leave everyone out of a job. Y'all, this is not new. This has been happening back into probably 2007, 2008, you know, into the 2000s. These private equity firms buy up these trucking companies because they're cash cows. And when the market jumps up the way it does, um, trucking companies throw off a lot of cash. And they're also really good for embezzling funds. Um, So if you want to launder money, a trucking company is a real good way to do it, right? Um, that, and so that evidently, and in, in buying arms for Ukraine, evidently, is a good <laughs> way of doing it. I understand. So uh, <laughs> Israel coming soon. Um, <laughs> so um, you you have a responsibility to yourself to know and understand the financial condition of whoever you work for, right? Um, you have a personal responsibility that if you are working a job, like our friend Josh works in Alaska two or three weeks out of the year, out of the month, right? Well, Josh has a responsibility that if something happens with that company, Josh better have a way home, right? 
you know, because his ass yeah, is in, it's, in it's Alaska. A long, it's a long walk. From it's Alaska. a long walk back to <laughs> Illinois. Okay. Cold, cold too. <laughs> so when, and there was a company shut down here in the last couple of days and it's all these drivers. Oh, they left us high and dry, no fuel, no way to get home. Yeah. Uh, well, there's, there, there's two problems with the, uh, of course, sensationalism, uh, that that's, that's happening with this story yeah. and most stories like it. Um, you ain't going to, let me promise y'all, you ain't going to leave me sitting anywhere. Okay. That ain't going to happen. Uh, more, more than likely I'm going to see it coming. I'm going to see the writing on the wall. Things are going to happen. And I'm going to go, Hmm, this company could go belly up, but I'm going to have a, a credit card in my pocket to rent a car with. Um, one guy was talking about, he got left in Nebraska and he lived in Florida. So I looked at even a U-Haul, which was prohibitively expensive, but it was 2,200 bucks to rent a U-Haul from Omaha, Nebraska to Miami, Florida. And I don't know where this guy lived, but Miami is the worst case scenario. Right. So number one, I promise you, I'm going to find a way home. Number two, all you got to do is pick up that telephone and you'll have another job the next day. Right. And they'll, and, and they'll probably get you to that job. They will. They'll get you a bus ticket or they'll rent you a yeah. car or whatever. Especially right. if you call them up and say, Hey, you know, that company you saw on the news that left all the drivers sitting high. I, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When Aero Trucking went down in 2009, mm-hmm. Levi was a baby. When Aero Trucking went down right before Christmas, I was mm-hmm. driving for Schneider, and Schneider sent a message out on the Qualcomm that said, if you run into an Aero driver that is stranded, put them in the truck, and we will get you a load to get them home. Right. right. So this idea. That you're totally being left all alone with, that, come on now. Let, let's let let let's take some personal responsibility. Um, yeah, the, but, but victimhood is a is a great oh, you know it's a, it's a great it's, business. It's a great alibi. Okay, I mean, um, we see it all the time. You can choose to be a victim, or you can choose not. You know, and, it, and that's the same thing you're talking about there. Well, um, I remember a, a few years ago there was a big uproar about, you know, if a driver died on the road, you know, died in the sleeper, um, and, and how it was the company's responsibility to move the corpse. And I'm going, no, it, that, that's my family's responsibility. I, I should have things in place um, to handle that unfortunate event should it happen. Um, but, but people, uh, when you go into a relationship uh, with a corporation, um, like like you're their child for some reason, and they're responsible for you from cradle to grave, you are going to have a real, real, real bad day, okay? Because they they're going to disappoint you on a on a on a level you can't even begin to understand, because um, they're they're not your parent. Um, they're exchanging value with you. You do a job, and they pay you whatever they agree to pay you. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we could probably use that as a segue. <clears throat> since we talked earlier about leases, we talked to a guy this week who is paying $1,600 per week to rent, that was his word, rent a Freightliner. Now, he was he, he was very concerned uh, that he had not received a paycheck in a while. And he only we, received, he's only received two in the last 10 weeks to be exact. And we tried to explain to him, well, when you 
when you lease a truck, um, technically you're in business. And business people don't get paychecks except those which they write themselves from their business. And I couldn't seem to get him to grasp the concept that if if I was in his position, I would I would look at the contract, okay, and I would say, okay, the truck is sixteen hundred. I'm sure there's insurance and there's there's other things, right? And I would be able to look at the amount of revenue that the truck earned that week, and I could tell you to the penny what that negative balance was going to be. But he kept saying, oh, well, I've done all this work. I've done all this work, done all this work. <clears throat> okay, but you signed up for a $1,600 a week truck lease, and somehow you're shocked that there's not any money left for you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Which we, we know for a fact he didn't read it because he admitted that. The only reason he's with this company is because some of his buddies back in 2021 mm-hmm. said they were doing really, really well there. Mm-hmm. And, and they probably so were. He did all this based on what somebody else told him. You know, of course, we've seen that many, many times before. I think, I mean, I think I shocked him when I pointed all that out. You know, <laughs> um, I think he, uh, you know, I do you think, think he, do you he, think that shocked him or your abrupt end to the interview? <laughs> <laughs> that shocked that shocked you i was like holy shit he's gone he's gone blip um well i mean look <laughs> you you know you and you know why i was pissed so well yeah well listen y'all here's a public service announcement okay if you are going to schedule an interview our interviews are scheduled through our website you click and, a link and, and, and by the way we're both very 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 busy people one, yeah. So when you schedule an interview, we block off an hour of our time to be there for when you schedule the interview. And mm-hmm. we block it off at the time that you schedule it. Yeah. So if you literally go to a website, select a time, 10 a.m., for example, Eastern time, I would, I would probably suggest that, number one, you show up on time, okay, not 30 minutes late. Um, and, and then, you know, think about your schedule ahead of time. So you're not driving down the road with fucking earbuds, you know, that you can't hear shit on. Um, but dude, the number of times that we have people go to our website, schedule an interview. We're sitting there at the appointed time and they're like, Oh, I'm in Texas. You ain't never heard of a, of a time zone, bro. You drive a truck. How do you not know what time zones are? It it happens more often than it doesn't happen, you know. So it's yeah. not like it's once in a while. Yeah. We look at each other. It's it's ten oh one. We look at each other. Well, here's another one. Doesn't know time zones. And sure mm-hmm. enough, it'll be ten thirty. Chris is trying to email him and text him whatnot. Oh, oh, I thought it was you know, and 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 I, I've listen. I told Crystal, you know, the, one of the things that Chris didn't have experience with when he came to me was was managing people. <laughs> and I told Chris a long time ago, I said, "Dude, you're going to get their best shot one time. So if you if their best shot doesn't impress you, it's only going to go downhill from there. It doesn't get better. So if you're trying to impress somebody and get them to bring you in a program or hire you, whatever, and you're late for the interview and you're driving your semi down the road, you don't even have time to you know, to stop and, 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 
commit to, you know, and, and what, why do you, what do you think we're going to do? What do you, what do you think we're going to do? And we have, you know, four or five other people that want to talk at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. you, you think we're going to hang around and deal with you? You know, I, you know, <laughs> we, we have a driver right now that, we're, that is in a program and it, the only person that's ever done this, and this is not the reason we hired him by the way, but this is just tells you what kind of guy he is. He goes home, puts on a three piece suit and shows up for the interview in, in a three piece suit, bless his heart. And, um, but I mean, oh, I've, I've never seen that in trucking, you know, but that well, was, and uh, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, Chris, <clears throat> you believe this? You know, I, I've said multiple times that if, if we were just in this to haul freight, I wouldn't do it. Right. And I can tell you that I would go broke doing it because I wouldn't put up with this nonsense. Right. right. Because if, if you're in business solely to ha- to haul freight, not anything else, not what we do, we're, we're trying to build entrepreneurs here. Right. If if I had to hire people just to haul freight, I'd go in business because I wouldn't have any drivers, right? Because because I would not put up with this nonsense, this this narcissistic, selfish, ignorant. Uh, I have the axis of the universe run through the top of my head, and yeah, I I, I couldn't do it, you know. Um, at least now I know I could go turn wrenches and make a living. Uh, but the and, and there's this guy, he's part of this cabal of truckers movement for justice, and you know they all go drive around the Capitol, and Congress is going to fix all their problems. And he was so butthurt and offended that in a video at one point I said, I didn't care about truck drivers, I cared about customers, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean that <clears throat> just broke his precious little heart. Um, well, I will tell you, you don't care about your drive. I don't, I don't, I don't care about truck drivers. I care about customers and I care about taking people that want that say, they tell me I want to be in business. Okay. You want to be in business. That means you don't want to be an employee anymore. So you're going to have to start acting like someone who's in business. Well, people in business are not selfish, narcissistic a-holes, um, that think that the world is owed to them just because they suck wind, uh, you know? And, and so, yeah, if you well, get in some, business, some can start out that way, but they don't sustain themselves. Oh yeah. Way. Well, listen, you can do anything for a little <clears throat> while. I mean, you can, you can do cocaine yeah. for a little while, you know, and, and eventually it's not going to work out, you know? Uh, I'm trying. But yeah, to you're right. It. I mean, it's, it's, you know, that, and, and they get so offended because it's like, but if it weren't for the truck drivers, there'd be no customers, you know, but they don't understand that it's a vicious cycle, you know? Yeah. But there's no customers. There's no need for truck drivers, you know? Uh, so all they can see is just their part of it. And, and the part of the, here's the bad part about it is there, they, they cannot allow for the possibility that there are other people in the, in the chain that are just as important or maybe more important, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's where the narcissistic comes in, in your, in, in your, in your, throwing around names. That's where that comes from is because, you know, it's not just you, you know, it's, it's, it, everybody, if there's no need for the product, there's no need for a truck. That's just that simple. Right. And by the way, the customer is one who writes a check. So, um, that's the guy we really need to take care of. You know, uh, we're really good at doing that. That's why our rate per mile is higher than most people's right now, because we take care of customers. 
So I think we shit on our drivers. We don't at all, but we just teach them that customer comes first. You know, they understand that. They understand that it's a sacrifice here for the customer. That's what makes us successful. That's what will make them successful when they, you know, start their own business. So, yep, still three dollars, and we're here to teach them the things that they need to do to stay in business. So, why would we have them do anything any different? Still three dollars and thirty cents per loaded mile for the month of for the year of twenty twenty three. You know that we're almost. It's October, dude. It's October. Ten months in. In the shittiest year in the history of the comp- of the industry, mm-hmm. and what we averaged for the year, three dollars and thirty cents a mile. <clears throat> yeah, it's. I was talking with an agent yesterday, Landstar agent, and you know they're they're struggling, you know because they when the when things are really good they're really good right, and when things are really bad they're really really bad. And so they're struggling fighting against the three PLs, the C.H. Robinsons, TQLs, and that bunch, um, trying to maintain relationships with their customers. But they know um, that there's there's a rate that BCOs uh, are not going to haul it for. And, um, you know, the, the, he said, you know, he, he picks up, he gets a phone call, and it's the customer tendering him a load for $2,700, and at the same time, the phone rings, and it's C.H. Robinson trying to give them the same load for 2100 you know? Mm. And it's literally two phone calls happening in the same office at the same time. Um, but what y'all got to understand, uh, when we don't need brokers. That's 100% correct. As a, as a trucking company, as a carrier, no, you don't need brokers. You could pound the pavement, knock on doors, make sales calls, and get your own customers. But shippers, the people writing the checks, they absolutely need brokers because they are not going to put on staff someone to do what C.H. Robinson or TQL or Landstar, for that matter, can do for them. They're not going to put somebody on payroll and pay their health insurance and have them go on vacation and have them get sick uh, or have them quit when they can get a broker to find uh, capacity for them. And it's, and <clears throat> it's like lumpers. Like y'all can be mad about it all you want to, but it's been that way for a very, very long time in this industry and you're not going to change it. So in business, you either adapt or you die. That's your choice. Adapt or die. Um, well, it's, and, and some customers just don't have a choice. I mean, they don't have the business volume to put on a traffic manager. You know, they don't ship enough to afford that, that the salary position. So they have to use somebody else that that's their game. That's what they do. That's their, that's their profession is, is, is moving freight. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, the, the, the broker is necessary to serve the customer. It's not necessary to serve the, the, the truck owner, but it's necessary for the truck owner to replace the broker if he's going to do it. And that's where the problem comes in because y'all don't understand what they do. You think you do, but you don't, you know, and, uh, and even if you did, um, look at all the, the work that, that you'd have to do that you're not doing right now. You know, mm-hmm. uh, all the, again, all the, the back office stuff, all the billing, all the collecting, all the, just the, just the knocking on the doors and getting the customer. And even if you got the customer and they had 20 loads, you can only haul one of them. What do you know with the other 19? You know, just say, I'm not going to carry those. Well, then they'll just go find some others and take all 20 of them. 
there's just so much more to it. Again, if you get away from that narcissistic, you know, approach that you have that you're the most important thing and then mm-hmm. the broker's not necessary. Um, we got a quick, we got a question on TikTok from Juan Jesus Munoz. <clears throat> How do you think trucking was in the forties and fifties? <laughs> Well, there's a great book that you can read about that, and it's called The Box, How the Shipping Container Made the made the, made the the World Smaller and the Economy Bigger or something like that. But it's called Mark Levinson. It's called The Box. And he it, it's a little textbooky, right? You can, yeah. you, you, it can make your eyes glaze over just a touch. But I would you, recommend you, getting the audio book. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. <clears throat> but it's a great book that talks about the 40s and 50s. Um, how shipping in America was so prohibitively expensive because of the Interstate Commerce Commission, because the government set the rates, basically kind of like communism, Marxist communism, um, that shippers, foreign shippers would literally go around South America to get to the East Coast because it was more, it was cheaper to send a ship around Argentina and back up to get to the east coast of the United States rather than putting it on a train or a truck and running it across the continental uh, United States. Um, it will not be what you expect it was, okay? You'll be surprised with how trucking was in the 40s and 50s. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't have the roads that we do now. <clears throat> we, we, the, obviously, the trucks were very, very primitive in the 40s and 50s. We didn't really get trucks kind of like we have now until the seventies, late seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, the length restrictions were so, uh, restrictive, uh, that, you know, having a conventional really didn't make sense until the eighties, until they, we started getting longer trucks. Um, everybody had to run cab overs and then they, they started loosening up on that. And then we could have 53 foot trailers and a conventional tractor. And, you know, now you got these Cadillacs, these freaking race cars, uh, on on wheels, you know, with automated transmissions, and I mean, um, uh, and I guess that's probably for somebody that came into the industry in say the last ten years, and they look at a at a Columbia or a Century, and they're like, oh my God, what what is that? How how can that haul freight down the road? Well, listen, y'all, we we've we've hauled a lot of freight with Centuries and Columbias before the Cascadia came out. You know, and before that, it was FLDs and 379s and W9s and T600s. Um, yeah, and, and so when I talk about the Columbias and the Centuries, I, yeah, yes, they're loud. Yes, they ride rough. Yes, they're cold when it's cold and hot when it's hot. Um, they're not as as plush as a T680 or a, a new Volvo or a Cascadia, but um, I like money. That That's what I'm here for. I'm... I'm not going to go out and spend the time away from my family that I did for 25 years, well, 23, for 23 years, um, and, and not make absolute top dollar. I'm, I'm not going to do that. And um, I can make top dollar in a 1999 Freightliner um, versus a 2024 that cost $200,000. It's just a simple, you know, Simple mathematical equation. Here's a question from YouTube. Never enough. Uh, for, this question is for Larry. Mm-hmm. At $3.30 a mile, can you explain a little bit better? Is that for 1,500 miles in a week or 3,500 miles in a week? 
new to this, I'm a company driver? Well, first of all, it doesn't matter. I mean, 330 a mile is 330 a mile. It doesn't matter if it's one mile or, or 330, miles. But mm-hmm. um, the, the, the thing you got to probably think about is that we're, as, 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 as business owners, we're not trying, trying to drive 3,500 miles a week because <clears throat> that's, it costs a lot of money to do that. So at 330 a mile is what it is. It's, it's, it's what the um, miles that the, that the load pays divided by the total amount that the load pays. So it's just an average per mile. I don't really know how to explain it much more than that. Um, the, um, you know, the, the number of miles that you drive, as long as they're paid miles, doesn't really matter. Just, it, you know, if, if you were getting paid $4,000 to drive a thousand miles, that's four bucks a mile. Mm-hmm. You're getting paid four thousand dollars to drive twelve thousand miles. That's a whole lot less. So it really, really doesn't matter. It's the it's the average of what the total load pays divided by the miles uh, that you're being paid to drive. Now it doesn't include the deadhead miles. Um, that has to be added onto or deducted from it. Uh, but that's how we get the three dollars and thirty eight cents per mile for us. Now for us. Um, Chris, that's per loaded mile, and we have mm-hmm. about a 17, 18% deadhead rate on top of that. 19 But that's factored into our cost. Our cost per mile is $1.58-ish, somewhere in there. It varies a little bit. But our costs are all factored into that. So mm-hmm. hope that answers your question. Well, and, and so mm-hmm. a couple of things you have to – I'm looking at the spreadsheet right now. So this week, eight trucks running, all right, 16,535 build miles. Now, one guy – only did 825 because he he was he only did two loads and he went home um but everybody else is in the 20 probably 2500 loaded miles and then they each had another five or six hundred deadhead miles so they're they're in that three thousand three thousand mile range yeah we we probably average 2500 loaded miles a week that's probably our typically our mm-hmm. our our average week yeah. And then normally our deadhead would be about 15%. It's a little higher right now because we have to drive a little farther because of the number of loads and because of the rate. Uh, but in a normal market, we're going to be 15% or less deadhead. But also a normal market, our rate per mile is also going to be a little higher. So, And, and the other thing, and <clears> I, 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 I mentioned this in a, um, uh, in a TikTok this week, um, running a fleet – or just having a second truck, you have to understand that it's like real estate. Okay. If you, if you're going to go buy a rental property and you're going to calculate your costs on that thing being 100% occupied, you are in for a rude, rude awakening. Okay. Because tenants will sign a contract and break it at the very first opportunity. So, you know, you've got to consider that that how that property may only be occupied 50 or 60 percent of the time um and then your maintenance costs are going to be a whole lot higher because i having lived in some rental properties over the last few years i have seen the levels to which rental properties can be destroyed by tenants well if you're going to have a second truck or 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 a fleet those trucks are not going to run 50 weeks out of the year we have a truck that has been run every week this year but one, okay? The others have been, you know, that that have run all year. Um, Sometimes they set 
because they don't have a driver or they have a maintenance issue. We take them down. We put another guy in it. Um, but you're, you have to understand the truck is not going to run 50 weeks. You know, some of them may run 25 or 30, um, because truck drivers, again, they're like tenant. They'll, they will leave you high and dry. We require every person that comes to work for us, give their current employer two week notice. We have gotten a two-week notice, I think, twice. Out of all the people that we've hired, and he can tell you how many there are, um, we never get two weeks' notice. You know, it's just, ah, this doesn't work for me. I'm bringing the truck back. Okay, what about two weeks' notice? Well, you know, I, uh, it's too hard. I, You know, I can't. Um, That's because you're such a hard ass. They don't want to yeah. stay. You know, so... Uh, but it's, it, you have to, and, and something profound Larry said to me one time, if you're, if you're looking at valuing a business, somebody's selling their business, you go look at their books and you take their revenue and you cut it in half and you take their expenses and you double it. And if there's a profit, you buy it. And if there's not, you don't. Um, we are exceptionally good at managing costs. And we're exceptionally good at raising revenue. Um, but even with all of that, you still get backed into a corner because a damn clamp comes loose on a truck and hits the alternator and sets some bitch on fire and burns up all the wires. You know, you can't plan for that, you know. And by the way, that can happen on a 2024 as easily as it happened on our 2004. Now, that truck, I put that truck back together, and it is in perfect shape, probably the best shape it's ever been. Um, but that's that's what's going to happen. I will have to put on my spectacles to look at these TikTok comments here. <clears throat> may we discuss, Cornelius Betts, may we discuss creating a P&L spreadsheet for startup? We may. Hmm. Okay. Uh, if you go on TikTok or YouTube, if you go to the link in bio, it's a beacons page. Uh, we have some spreadsheets that you can download there, and they're basically for just tracking your loads. That's not a PL, but um, what you got to understand is that that basic data entry is your first step. Um, that's what we do. I'm looking over here on my left screen, and I have a spreadsheet where we track every trailer, we track the date the load was booked, who we talked to, the phone number, the freight bill number the dates, times, places, mileage, uh, the different types of revenue, so that on settlement day, Larry has a reference point to go and say, okay, well, we booked this load on October 5th, and on October 5th it said that it was going to pay $1,800. Well, the settlement better match that, right? So your basic, your basic level data entry has to be um, just a, a record of what you've done. Then you're going to take uh, your, your, your payment documentation and you're going to match it to that. And that's where you're going to come in with your P&L. And you can create a P. You can download. You just Google P&L spreadsheet and there'll be one that you can download and then you could modify it to your specific operation or you can use QuickBooks. Um, well, he, he said startup. Okay, let's, let, let's start from the, from the beginning here. A P&L is a profit and loss statement. It's an income statement. It doesn't, I mean, a spreadsheet's an easy way of doing it. Uh, there's plenty of pre-formatted ones, but very simply all it is is just a list of all of your revenue 
and all of your expenses. That's really what a PL is. Okay. Profit and loss. Um, it's, it, you know, people make it out to be this difficult thing and it can be as complex. I mean, mine, mine are very, very complex. Um, but you know, we track a lot of subcategories and we track a lot of different things. And I've been doing it for a long, long time, but as a startup, I mean, it's very simple, you know, revenue on one side, expenses on the other, whatever the difference is, is either a profit and or a loss. That's what it, where it comes from. So as a startup, that's really all you need to do. You know, now, as you get more, um, into it, you're more experienced or you, or, or the, or the, the need arises for you to have more data then you can start being more, um, you know, more uh, particular about instead of just having income or revenue, you could break it down into different categories or different classes. Instead of having expenses, you could break those down to different major categories. And then, and then on top of that, then in our case, you've got to break that down into different um, uh, classes because we have 10 different trucks and we keep each truck separate. So we have for every expense we have for every revenue we have, we have 10 different subclasses. So it gets a little more complicated and that's where you have to have the software because it's, it would be a, for you'd be forever putting together a spreadsheet that to track all that. And no reason to, they're already made, they're already out there you can use. But to answer your question, the most simplest term as a startup, it's very, very easy. You just, you just, you take, if you know how to use spreadsheets, just create one that's got expenses on it and create one that's got, uh, or excuse me, revenue and expenses. And do it for a week or do it for a month, you know, however often you want to do it. And, and that's how you get started. You know, you can, you can get, um, you can, you can do that for a long time and then in, um, you know, import that data into a, a financial um, bookkeeping system down the road. You know, it, it's, you don't have to start out, you know, in, uh, in complicated bookkeeping. You know, just like Chris says, what Chris talks about, that's how we basically, um, verify our, our income statement from Landstar. That in itself is not, is not a PNL. It, it's the data that I use to verify that the income is what we expect it to be um, because it doesn't do anything with expenses. I do all the expenses here, um, you know, from my desk. And so those don't get on our, our operating uh, spreadsheet that Chris is talking about at all. Um, but anyway, that's, that's how you start out. Um, and by the way, before I left on vacation, I said that we'd start doing uh, some basic QuickBooks uh, oh, from yeah. the ground up. And uh, I'm, we're still going to do that. So I'm working on right now the very first uh, uh, session for that. Probably do it next week. And we're going to start with the very, very, very basic. We're not going to start with the P&L, but we're going to start with the very basics of gathering the data and then what to do with it. So it's um, if that's what you're interested in. Um, keep coming back because we're going to start doing about 15 minutes every week, uh, how to get started doing, um, basic, uh, bookkeeping in the basic QuickBooks product. So, <clears throat> uh, Leadfoot over here on TikTok, which made a fantastic video that y'all should go watch. He stitched one of our videos. Um, uh, he's got, he's selling his, uh, he's put his 579 for sale because he's had a PICAR motor and he's had a bunch of problems. But he says he's looking at a Freightliner Classic. Now, Leadfoot, come on now. Um, you don't need a Classic yet. You need a efficient truck to get you out of the hole you're in. You need a much cheaper truck than a Classic. You need a much more efficient truck than a Classic. 
So I need you to take your own advice from your video that you made on TikTok, and I need you to get an efficient, cheap truck to take care of business. And then once you've made a million dollars, go buy all the classics you want. Uh, Cornelius, my issue is I haven't had the opportunity to collect the data and the bank wants to see such numbers. Well, you don't need a bank. Well, he's already got a bank. That's the problem. He's already got a bank. He's having to justify it to somebody. Well, you're not, that's different than being a startup. Okay. Um, now you're having to report to a bank because they've lent you money. Sounds like, um, or he's trying you need, to get a loan. You, you, first of all, you, you haven't had the opportunity to collect the data. Um, well, okay. Well, that, that's a problem. Okay. Because I'm assuming you drive a truck. So you have, you've had the opportunity to deliver the freight, you've had the opportunity to do all the other things that require you to do what you do every day to get paid. Well, collecting the data is part of what you should do every day. Okay. And so the data is out there. You're just going to have to go gather it up, gather it up by whatever you've spent money on, however you spent it, there's a receipt somewhere. All right, you got to get all those together. All right, um, you're and, and everything you've been paid has been paid probably on a settlement or some type of a document uh, is uh, is out there that reflects what you got paid, you know, and how you got paid. You've got to put. You have to take the time to collect that data and put it together. There's no other way of doing it. So, well, my my concern is that he's wanting this this trying to give this data to the bank to try to give him money to buy a truck. That's my concern. That's my assumption here. Um, And Cornelius, I'm going to tell you, you don't need a bank. What you need to do is to, you need to get your hustle on and you need to get to work and you need to maximize your value as an employee and you need to save a bunch of money and you need to pay cash for a truck. The last thing you need to do right now is buy a truck. That's the last, if you have trouble collecting data. Okay. You do not need to be buying a truck. You, you do not need to be borrowing money from a bank to buy a truck anyway, period. And if you can't collect data, you have no business buying a truck. And I'm sorry, but that's just the bottom line. So, um, get to get your act together and get cash and go pay for a truck. There's no, listen, just what's the hurry. You can go to Walmart right now and make 110 grand a year, live on half that, put 55 in the bank. A couple Mm -hmm. of years, well, one year you could buy a truck. Really, uh, and you don't need the bank then. You need so, forty and that, grand. Practice collecting the data while you're doing that. So you need forty thousand um, dollars. If you got forty thousand dollars, you can buy a truck for around ten. Uh, you can rehab it, put some money into it, get it right, get it reliable, get it legal, get it efficient, um, and then you're not going to be like the other ninety five percent that fail. But I'm telling you, brother. If you get this bank loan and go buy a truck and, and banks are not going to give you um, money to buy what we call a lunatic truck, you know, they're going to get you buying some 21, 22, 23 truck that's 150 or 200,000. You cannot afford to, to run that kind of truck unless you can pay cash for it. Okay. And I promise your broke ass cannot afford to, to, to write a check for a $150,000 truck. Go back to being a company driver. We had a good job where they pay on a W-2. There's your data that you can't find. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then save the money. Practice being a data collector while you're in, as an employee. And then get yourself ready to buy the first truck. Buying the first truck is not, 
you're, you're not ready to be in business. Okay. I mean, I mean, every business, you know, go call a uh, score, go to your local, go look up score. Okay. Those are all retired business people that are in, that are out there helping people get started and tell them you can't collect data and ask them, do you think that you should go borrow money to buy a truck? Okay. So in that way, you don't think it's just me, the asshole here on the, on the other side of this. There's a, every asshole out there that's a retired businessman will tell you, if you can't collect data, you have no business being in business. And by the, by the way, buying a truck is mean, means that you are getting in business. For mm-hmm. some reason in this industry, people <laughs> think that if I buy a truck, I'm not getting in business. I'm just buying a truck. Right. And that is not, absolutely not true. So. All right. Cornelius has given us more information. He says, well, let me get my... You yes, you guys nailed my situation. I'm setting on fifty thousand. Okay, all right. So you have shown that you can save money. All right, Cornelius. What I think you need to do, my my brother, is you need to go to the website and you need to fill out a form, and we need to have a conversation. Okay, because if if you got fifty thousand dollars, you've at least shown me that you have character and you have discipline and you can save money. Well, th- you don't know how you got the fifty thousand. Let's don't. Okay, let's well, don't give him that credit. Yet. If you robbed a bank, okay, <laughs> if you embezzled fifty thousand dollars, don't go to our website and don't fill out a form. However, if you hustled and if you saved money, um, let's have a conversation because we can. And by the way, there's a hundred and eighty episodes on YouTube if, before this one. If, um, if you if you if you're not behind on your child support, if you're not behind on the IRS, mm-hmm. okay. You know, and you're not living in a van down by the river, and you got fifty thousand dollars that you're sitting on. You and you and you save that money by working. That's a different story, right? But if any of those aren't are not true, then you don't have the fifty thousand. Okay? If you because you you owe it to somebody else. If you have three LLCs set up, and you want us to hire you and pay one of your LLCs to 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 keep you from having to pay child support, this is a true story, by the way. Oh, um, multiple true stories. <laughs> we had a guy. He's like, "Well, man, I got I got like three LLCs. If you like pay my LLC, you know, because me and my old lady, we got a deal worked out. But you know, child support? No, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, Rocky says um, he would like to know. Uh, he would like to see the comments that were filtered uh, to protect his experience. I, know. I, I can't. I wish I could see them. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> go back to the glasses here. I'm sure that uh, some of the trolls had a lot, a lot of things to say about our responses there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what company do you recommend for experience? Had my class A since 18, but I didn't realize I wasn't employed as a truck driver, even though I've been driving daily since 2019, lots of class B. And um, Well, um, here's the thing. I would prefer... You can go work for anybody. Anything that is OTR, in a sleeper truck running more than 375 miles one direction, anything like that counts for as far as Landstar is concerned. Um, I would prefer to find someone that has manual transmissions. Um, you probably have that uh, manual experience. Um, but listen, y'all, there's a lot of really good small companies. 90% of the carriers in America have less than like 10 or 15 trucks. All right. So, but they're kind of hard to find. They're, they're not big on advertising budgets and all that kind of stuff. 
but they're out there. So I would find a good, small, reputable company to work for. Get that OTR experience. Um, Cornelius says that he has uh, no debt. He has one LLC. He wants to go to Landstar, and the money was from severance pay. Um, definitely go to the website, fill out a form, and let's have a conversation. Um, you what what we're what we're trying to prevent happening to you is what happened to me. I do not want to wish that on my worst enemy. And if you the the we both believe wholeheartedly that the trucking industry is a fantastic way to build wealth. But if you do it wrong, it will destroy you. It will destroy your life. It will destroy your finances. It will destroy your relationships. It's playing with a loaded pew pew. Okay. If you do trucking wrong, it will destroy you. If you do it right, it will make you wealthy beyond your wildest dreams. So fill out a form. Let's have a conversation. What do you, in chemistry, what do you call it when you add something to, to, um, something to change? What's it? It's a catalyst. It's a catalyst. That's what changed. So Landstar Mm -hmm. can be a catalyst in your situation, Cornelius. Okay. Mm -hmm. It can make you a successful faster, uh, faster, or it can make you a failure faster. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's the catalyst of the trucking industry. And if this is your first time owning a truck, uh, I highly, highly discourage you from coming to Landstar. Okay. Um, and um, anyway, we, we need to have a conversation. You're, you're get, you have the potential of stepping on the biggest landmine you've ever stepped on. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not. Maybe maybe we could figure out what your situation is. But um, we we need to, if if you want to really really talk about this and get the, our best advice, which we're happy to give you. That's what we do here. Um, just reach out to us and let us do this one on one. We can get the whole story. We're making a lot of assumptions here. The only the reason we make these assumptions, Courtney, it's not that we're it's, we're not hating on you. We see this all the time. All the time, all the time, all the time. And you have to know that more than 90% of people who do what you're getting ready to do fail. Okay. Yep. More than 40% of people that do what you're getting ready to do at Landstar fail. Um, So the odds are against you highly. We're just trying to keep you from stepping in that hole if you don't have to. Um, Even with the 50 grand, that does not guarantee success. Matter of fact, it can accelerate the law, the, 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 the failure. You know, so um, we so. we talked to a guy one time. Let me think about the numbers. Okay, he he went to Prime. He got his license from Prime. He worked for Prime for a year or two, leased a truck, basically worked his ass off, never went home, single, no kids. Left Prime with eighty, wasn't it like eighty or eighty five thousand dollars? Paid cash for a truck, brought it to Landstar, lasted eight months. Blew through the eighty-five thousand, and today is sitting as a school bus driver with twenty-five thousand dollars in debt from the, from 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 what he did. Okay, so he blew eighty-five grand plus all the money that he made while he was here, and still ended up twenty-five grand in the hole driving a school bus. I mean, it 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 will it can destroy you, right? Um, and that's what we're trying to prevent. That's why we do what we do because. We can take you and put you in a truck so that you're in the situation every day. You're living in it. It's immersion. And then we're going to show you day by day by day by day for 18 months. This is how you 
rewire your brain to think like a business person. This is how you're, you're going to do trip planning now. This is how you're going to do your paperwork now. This is how you're going to do your bookkeeping accounting now. Um, and, and over 18 months, it all becomes habit. You don't have to think about it. It just happens. And then you take your money. You go pay cash for your truck because we're going to teach you maintenance. We're going to teach you bookkeeping. We're going to teach you that if your truck makes a funny noise, you're going to go, oh, man, I know what that is. Or I at least understand the basics of my systems. I understand how my brakes work. I understand how my air system works. I know how my electrical system works. Because you have, not only do you have to drive the truck, you've got to do the accounting, right? The bookkeeping. You've also got to learn mechanics because the, the supposed certified professionals don't know jack shit about how to operate trucks. Or I'm sorry, how, how to work, work on, on trucks. So you have to be the expert and go into them. And when they say, well, yeah, this is wrong with it. You're like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's the problem. I think this is the problem Um, because they literally have no clue what they're talking about. And I promise you, you won't have any, any question at all about data collection. So that, that'll be the least of your concerns. You'll know everything you need to know about data collection. And, um, there's an Evan uh, on here in TikTok. He's asking question about wheels and tires. Uh, Rocky down here in the comment section, Evan is who you need to. Rocky has forgotten more about wheels, tires, suspension, and alignment than any one of us can ever hope to learn. Well, let me uh, read the question to you, okay? Because you obviously haven't read it. I'm buying a brand new Kenworth with steel wheels. Do I switch to aluminum when it gets here? We're, we're trying not to be a dick about this, but I know you're thinking the same thing that I'm thinking. Um, uh, I really, yeah, I really don't I, want to I come don't off as think a, the wheels would be the biggest concern right now. Well, there's another comment. He says his family owns 150 trucks. Evan, here's the thing. Okay. Well. There, there is an answer to every question. Okay. So steel versus aluminum. What in here? Has, ha, how do we make the decision between steel wheels and aluminum? Well, steel wheels are heavier. Um, duels are heavier than singles. Isn't it 400 pounds per wheel and you can say by running singles over duels? Isn't that correct? Correct. Okay. Correct. So if, if, you, if you're in a situation where you're running heavy freight uh, and you want to save 1,600 pounds of your gross weight to go in the trailer, you need to run super singles with aluminum wheels. Um, and and Rocky's quite, Rocky says it really doesn't matter. It, it's not going to make a difference in how the tire turns. You know, we like aluminum uh, because they don't rust and fall apart like steel wheels do. They're not heavy as shit. Um, so my answer would be absolutely yes. I would put aluminum wheels. Now I, don't, I can't understand why brand quote, brand new Kenworths coming with steel wheels. Um, that's a whole that's a whole other issue. Um, but, you know, that's um, – it. every every question is answered with this. It's not preference, right? I can tell you that I prefer, as a driver and as a truck trucking company operator, I prefer singles. There's lots of reasons that I prefer singles. But the top five reasons that I prefer singles are, 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 are determined here. Now, I personally hate duels with a passion, right? 
and it didn't have anything to do with the money. I hate having to deal with eight tires when I could only deal with four. Um, but the decision uh, to do anything is always with our friend, the BSE 9000. That's how we make decisions. Uh, what? But the decision to buy that brand new Kenworth also should have been looked at with that BSE 9000. Right. Uh, what went wrong with the guy for him to end up as a school bus driver? Um, I, there's going to be some supposition and assumptions here, uh, but I don't think it, it, I don't think he's any different than just about anybody else, you know. So here's a guy we know for, we know for a fact he got his license and drove at Prime for two years, which is a very institutionalized environment. All right. They're sending the loads on the Qualcomm. Everything is very automated. You come to Landstar, there's none of that. Okay. Every agent runs their business a different way. Every agent wants someone contact this way, someone contact that way. Everything comes through email. There's no centralized communication device in the truck like there is at Prime or Schneider or wherever else. Everything is very, very different. And so you have to be very independent minded in order to to survive and thrive at Landstar. Well, you come from an institutionalized environment like one of these big carriers. So there's a culture shock that you go through, right? And I looked at his numbers for the amount of time, his gross numbers, for the amount of time that his truck was in the system, we would have done double the revenue that he did. Okay? So my assumption is he came from Prime, he bought a truck, he bought the wrong truck, but he bought a truck, he came into the Landstar system, and had no idea how to maximize his revenue in this system because you you gotta you gotta hustle, right? And and the way the market has gotten now, when I get a push notification to my phone with a load alert and it's a good load, I have three seconds. I have three seconds to hit the phone, hit the button, call that agent, or it's gone. Now, didn't used to be that way in 21, 22. $5 a mile loads would sit on the board. But now, when those loads that are $350, dollars $4, $4, $5 a mile pop up, you have three seconds to hit that button. And if, and if you're not caller number one, too late. Had one of our guys missed an $8,500 load yesterday. When he hit the button and he called, the guy answered and said it's covered. Because he knew. The, 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 you, you think about it. You're, you're an agent and all you're doing is typing buttons on the screen and you hit enter and you know that there's a blast going out through email and push notifications. Your phone line will melt down in a matter of 30 seconds when those good loads hit the board. So if you're not prepared to be able to have the, the, the wherewithal and know that when that thing pops up, you got to hit the button or it's gone. So we could do double the revenue. Well, if he would have doubled his revenue, maybe he's not driving a school bus $25,000 in debt. That's what we offer here. We offer the Cliff's Notes version of how to survive in the Landstar system because we've done everything that a BCO has ever done and experienced times 10, right? So if you go in the Landstar Facebook groups and you see all the whining, complaining, weeping, and gnashing of teeth, I would say to them, okay, here's your experience. You had this bad experience. Why don't I experience that times 10? 
If if this is a if you're highlighting a problem that Landstar could solve, which is always their complaint, why don't Landstar do something about dot dot dot? Why don't I have that times ten? I don't have that times ten. Well, I know how to operate in the system. I know what to expect in the system. I know how to get what I want in the system, and that's what we're going to be able to teach you. But you have to come and listen. You have to come and not tell me, well, this is how I've done it for 30 years. I don't give a shit how you've done it. You came here to learn from me. So get in a truck, shut your mouth, do what I tell you, and you'll you'll figure out uh, day by day, lesson by lesson. And sometimes you will make dumb decisions that cost you money. The difference of when you do it in our truck is you make dumb decisions that cost us money, but you're not going to put us out of business. What you will do is if you go down to the bank and you get a loan for a $150,000 truck and you make that same mistake, you get to be bankrupt. That's the difference of learning it with us or learning it on your own. Will Landstar accept a driver with a misdemeanor drug possession conviction? I don't know the answer to that question, and I wish I could answer that question. Here's all I can tell you. There have been probably in the years that I've been doing this five times that we have been really, really fired up about a, uh, about a candidate. They had the right attitude. They had the experience. You could just tell they had that light in their eyes, and we knew if they came here, they would succeed. And for some reason, Landstar wouldn't accept them. They will never tell us why. Hell, sometimes they won't even tell the candidate why. And we assume it has something to do with legal trouble. But we never know because they won't tell us privacy stuff. Um, so all I can tell you is put in an application um, and see what happens. And, you know. I think it's horseshit because uh, I know I know there's a lot of really good people that we could have had if not for some nonsense, likely some nonsense conviction for, probably from when they were 19, you know. I will tell you this. <clears throat> the first driver I ever had at Landstar uh, was in prison five years, not for a drug oh, possession, right. but for just being involved, not, not ratting out the person who was. And Landstar accepted him, but it was like 20 years ago. So mm -hmm. it's, on a, it's on a case by case basis. So all you can do is put it against the wall and see what happens. So, yeah. You know, I don't, it's hard to predict. Leon asked uh, for the 350 plus miles daily for OTR, uh, could it be tanker work? Yes. As long as it's in a sleeper truck, you have to have a sleeper. Day cab doesn't count. And it's 350 or 370. Is it 375? I think it's 350. Okay, 350. One way. Um, but if you say the word day cab, ain't gonna count. Um, and if you're, you know, home every day, we had one guy who we had a guy, I think it was Frank and he ran like interstate in Florida. Okay. They qualified him. We had another guy that went to Canada every day from like Michigan. They wouldn't qualify him. I'm like, dude's was, going to another country. He was 25 miles a day short. <laughs> <clears throat> it's it, yeah. Y'all, it makes no sense. It's just, you know. Um, and and I there's sometimes they shock me. You know, I'm like, well, hell, this guy will never qualify. And then they call me like, what truck number you want him to put me? I'm like, I thought he didn't qualify. Nope, we verified him. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to keep my mouth shut and 
Put him in a truck. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> For sure. <clears throat> uh, let me see. Um, I wish I could see this other screen better. I want to see any other. Uh, we got that one. Uh, Juan Jesus, you guys have access to your truck's locations on your phone via GPS. Yes, we use a Landstar system called Reveal, and it's pretty slick. Right, we we really, really like it's not, it. It's not a Landstar system. It's Verizon. Did I say Landstar? You did. Um, we do not lose the Landstar system. <sighs> Verizon. it sucks. Veri- oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Landstar system's terrible. <clears throat> uh, Verizon system called Connect. Uh, what is it, like 50 bucks a month per truck or mm-hmm. something? Yeah, um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a very, very a GPS, handy tool. It's a forward facing camera. Yeah. So we're also getting camera footage all the time, uh, to defend the truck driver against, you know, fraud. So. We had two in one day, not long ago. Like if something happened to Richie and then something happened to Barb, like, or no, not Barb. It was, uh, Greg, like literally 20 minutes apart. I got two emails, um, for critical events and, and it would have, it would have, uh, well, I don't know how to use that word in a sense. Exculp- exculpatory. It would have. It would. It would have saved their asses. Is what what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Although we do need it, they don't have a microphone, but I would really love to have one in Richie's truck. I think that would be. <laughs> I think that would be entertainment gold if it we could be. get a microphone in Richie's truck. It would be. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We may, we may we may regret that. Well, oh, Richie's on here. So, well, I got an email yesterday. Well, no, Richie, that one where that that Western no, Express truck. I thought I um, thought that was I think it was Barb. Remember? That no, Richie thought? got run over by a Western Express truck in a construction zone. Oh, yeah. uh, but I got one yesterday. He was in the right lane, and there was like three four wheelers coming on. And they popped up, and he hit the brakes. And I guess when you drop like five mile an hour really quick, it triggers a yeah. moderate event or something. But um, <laughs> yeah, I got a Yankee as New bit. Jersey. <laughs> I got to brag on Richie a little bit. Go ahead. Well, you you took off a week to go to on vacation, mm-hmm. and and Richie uh, filled in as our assistant fleet manager that week. And uh, I had to come. I had to come in. He did a great job. He was great working with the guys. Um, everybody was very, very, um, you know, complimentary of how he uh, handled things that week. Listen, I didn't even hardly miss you. He did everything that you do that I typically see. And so uh, I'd be worried if I were you. I wouldn't take off too many more times because you might come back and not have a job. So. Okay. <laughs> but great, great job, Rich. We appreciate it. You really, really did a great job. So. Yeah, it took a lot of pressure off me. As we we went to a volleyball tournament, and I was the videographer. I had to video all the games for the girls. So yeah, it was hard keeping up with all the text messages. Would you rather and, be a truck fleet manager or a videographer at a volleyball tournament? Well, you know the oh, vo- yeah. volleyball is exciting. You, think about it. you know, um, <laughs> but it doesn't pay very well. So, you know, um, zero plus zero is still zero. So. <laughs> You know, gotcha, gotcha. <clears throat> well, listen, uh, we do. We're full as far as the number of trucks that we have in the system, 
but we got four more trucks that we're getting ready to bring on and we're looking for drivers for those four trucks. So if you guys are interested in learning what we do here, getting that experience without having to take the financial risk yourself, uh, Cornelius, and, um, you know, learn everything that it takes to be a, a successful business owner uh, and understand and navigate the Landstar system, which is a great place to be if you are uh, truly an independent uh, contractor type business owner that doesn't need, you know, um, other people to tell you how to do things. And so uh, we can put you through a program of 18 months of training. Um, our pay is about 80 grand or so a week while you're learning, a week, um, a year while you're learning. And, um, and then at the end of the, end of the thing, you, you'll be ready to do all the things we talk about uh, without having to make the mistakes that uh, most people do because 90% of people who buy the first truck fail. Mm-hmm. And we're here to, to change that trajectory. And uh, we're going to have four seats available in early part of 2024. So by the time you get in the process of going through the gauntlet with Landstar, it's going to be early 2024. Mm-hmm. So now's the time to start doing this and getting yourself in a position uh, of getting in line for this. So if you're interested in that, go to our website. And there is a link there for, I think it says Drive for Us, maybe. Um, yep. And there's a there's a submission that you can send in and we'll reach out to you by, e- by email and give you the chance to set yourself up an interview. Uh, that interview is going to be on Eastern Daylight Time for the next couple of weeks. And it's going to be Eastern Standard Time. Um, and then Keyword we'll talk Eastern. with you. Keyword Eastern, right? Right. Um, and then we'll talk with you and see if you're a fit for the program and the program's a fit for you. And we'll go from there. So, um, but there's no better way of learning the business of trucking while still making a great living and, uh, working with a couple of guys here that's got 27 years, um, in the trucking industry and 50 years in the business, business industry. And, uh, together we can, you know, give you all we can give you in a short 18 months to help you get a, you know, a leg up on, uh, on doing this. This is what you dream to do. So, um, uh, anyway, um, click that button at, um, on, on our website and, uh, let us hear from you. So well, that, was, uh, <clears throat> that was a shameless plug, wasn't it? It was, uh, Cornelius says, you want to know my downfall? Uh, he fell up in love with the Americana of Long Nose P three seventy nine. Hey, buddy, that gets you every time. Gets you every time. We can break that. that that's that's just a, a curse that we can uncurse. Okay, you know how you break that habit right there. Yep, this little baby right here. This baby here will break that habit so quickly. Unless you just hate money. Now I found a lot of truck drivers hate money. Mm-hmm. I found that most truck drivers hate money, as a matter of fact. Shows, but if you don't hate money, this will show you how to get out of that habit. Showstopper on YouTube says, if I buy a truck first, could I bring it on while taking the 18-month course? <clears throat> yes, but we don't recommend it. I would recommend you save your money because there's – and we need to get some of our guys on here to talk about 
especially that first four months, that transit, because, you know, it just, the, the experiences change your mind. And I would, I would much, uh, I would much more recommend that you come and really see how the sausage is made before you go on buy sausage, you know? We've, we've had guys do it. Okay. And we've had a couple of guys that were successful doing it. We've had a couple of guys that, that, that weren't successful doing it. Uh, there's no reason to do it because it doesn't cost you anything to drive our truck. You know, it costs you, costs you nothing to drive the truck. Um, and then, you know, just, just save your money. And, and for one thing, truck prices are still going down. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we haven't reached the bottom of these truck prices. So I, I, you know, you, to answer your question, yes, it's possible. There's no guarantee, first of all, that we're going to take you or your truck. Um, but if we decided to do that, if it was the right truck and you're the right fit, it could be done, but it's probably not the best way of doing it, quite honestly. I would recommend that you go to the website, fill out the form, and we will set up an interview um, to be handled at a date and time of your choosing in the Eastern time zone. <laughs> and um, and we can have a conversation about it. Yeah, I think I think we could probably. <clears throat> yeah, Rocky's in the comment section trying to get R- Richie to run for Speaker of the House. Um, I think that's probably the <laughs> that's probably the worst idea you've ever had, Rocky. Yeah, I can. I don't think that will go well. First <laughs> of all, Evan said Evan on TikTok says my family owns one of the Atlas Van Line agents in the world, and it seems like most drivers are broke. <laughs> Well, that's true. That's, that is a 100% accurate statement. Uh, I'm a BCO and I have a 07 Freightliner would be able to buy, would be able to buy. Would we be able to buy it? Uh, uh, probably well, not. Maybe. We, maybe. Yeah. We got, right now we got more trucks than we know what to do with. So yeah. we wouldn't be able to buy it. Um, well, it all depends on the price and what it, I mean, I don't ever say no to anything. Okay. So. Um, Ahmed, uh, send us the specs on it and we'll take a look at it. We have another um, Ahmed, Abdi Ahmed on YouTube market update for 2024. I know you guys talked about trucking downfall for two when the market was good. Any prediction what is coming 2024? Um, it just depends on who you listen to. I mean, you know, y'all, it's it. Listen, it's an election year. Yeah. They're trying their damnedest to start World War Three, which, you know, election year. Um, I don't I don't personally believe that it can. It's not going to get any worse for us. I'll put it that way. Now, there's a bunch of people in the market in the industry right now uh, that it it can get. Um, it can get worse for Um and and so the correction is going to come not from the rates going up, but from capacity going away, and that is right, happening right. at a pretty. And that's happening. We're losing ten thousand cares a week, so it's you know it's it's trending that direction. They'll eventually you know equilibrium will be reached, and uh, and that will you know like you said, there's a political influence in 2024 because of the election. So it's not a natural market. It's going to be a lot of manipulation there because of the damn election. Uh, but, but there's no question that the, the, uh, capacity is going away, you know, slowly, but surely listen, if fuel would get up there to six or seven bucks a gallon, it mm. would be the catalyst that we spoke <laughs> of earlier. Okay. Yeah. That would be the catalyst. 
uh, and fuel is going up. I mean, there's, I mean, it's come down recently, couple last couple of weeks, but in general, especially with what's going on in the Middle East, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see fuel jump um, really quickly here if this thing gets sustained at all. You know, so I don't. <clears throat> I, I can tell you this: I'm pretty confident that we're not going to have like another COVID bump. You know, I don't. I don't think we're going back to four or five dollars a mile. Um, no, I, no, 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 no. That's not normal. But, but. Yeah. It won't be $2 a mile either, you know? Yeah. So what we're doing will become more normal for everybody. So what we're doing then will obviously go up higher because we're better at it than most people. Yeah. So <clears throat> I saw, um, I saw a clip the other day of, of Bill Clinton talking just in a, he was just giving an interview. Right. And I, I, I never had any love for Bill Clinton. Right. But it was so calm. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, the nostalgia of back when the president wasn't an absolute yeah. raging maniac. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, we can say this about yeah, this. Back, uh, when, back when presidents got blowjobs under the desk, right? <laughs> yeah. As opposed to now. But we can say <clears throat> this with confidence. Um, this election cycle is going to be the most entertaining thing that television has ever seen. Um, you know what? Especially with RFK now becoming oh, as independent. Sorry. It's uh, I just can't wait. It's, it's hilarious. Melt down. Absolutely. And I am here for it. Melt Absolutely. it down. Burn I, it to the it, ground. It's going to be so much fun, you know, to watch this. It is. But, yes, um, ten count stories. I can update the 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 podcast feed. It's like that thing that I just I keep forgetting about, and it just and but I'll I'll get it updated. I'll put that. It's supposed to rain here tomorrow, so I can't turn any wrenches. So. I'll get that up. So Chris is saying, you see, uh, truckers today are more broke. We hey, Rocky said that there's four or five VCOs mm-hmm. down there had to get a land start loan to do a two or three hundred dollar bill. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just they're hanging on by the by the by the skin of their teeth, you know. And um, but you know, I hate to say it this way, but you know what? We we need them to go away. I mean, there's just too many trucks, too many people. They need to go back and be company drivers and and. You know, yeah. By the numbers, the 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 freight volumes are not all that terrible. It's just there's too many trucks, and the when you have less trucks and you have more freight, the rates go up. It's it's there's no there's no there's no smoky dark room. There's no uh, there's no magic. It's when the number of trucks falls even or below the number of loads, the rates go up. Period. That they, there's one thing and one thing only that sets rates, and that is supply and demand, period. It is yep. the oldest economic principle known to man, supply and demand. Now, you can come up with some boogeyman and blame all your failures and problems on them. You can blame the brokers and the carriers and this, that, and the other. Supply and demand. Trucks down, loads up, rates go up. Loads down, trucks up, rates go down. That's it. It, it it even works on a more on a micro level than that. I mean, that's how it works in an area. People talk about they go to some person they can't get a rate out. It, it's it's exactly the reason that that happens is because there's more trucks in that area today than there are for loads. So it doesn't have to happen on a grand scale. It happens every day in this industry in different lanes. Just people don't understand the lanes. Um, would the next president be a Republican? Who knows? It doesn't really, does it really matter? No, it doesn't matter at all. 
And what is it? What is, I don't understand. Why would Landstar do that? Do what? Well, I, that could be the, uh, um, what's that called? Uh, rhetorical. Why would Landstar do that? You know, or. Oh, okay. You know. well, I didn't, I didn't see what, what they were answering. Yeah, I didn't see blame, the blame Landstar for something. And you know, why I got would you. You, okay. right? I got you. I got you. Mm, I maybe got that's you. what he means. You want to say you're truck and trailer? Well, so does about a hundred other people, <laughs> yeah. thousand. So yeah, good, good luck. I hope you have equity. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't, you're screwed. Uh, maybe you have to carry the note. People can make weekly payments. They gain money. So we're, we're, we're just, we're just doom and gloom assholes, aren't we? <laughs> Well, you know, I'm I'm I prefer the term realist. You're you know? a lot nicer on the live thing than you are on the TikToks. You know that. Well, especially especially when you got that looking, you got that head on, you got that, you got that look in your eye. Yeah. You know, and you're coming over from the side. Well, you usually know? I'm covered in grease and tired as hell. Um, but the the unfortunate thing about the TikTok algorithm is you can't you can't get any traction if you. Talk to your friends. You have to engage the trolls, you know. And I mean, I, I'm talking. I say I am all the time a jerk all the time, but you're only a jerk sometimes. Oh, so we're talking about why Landstar would do the oh, two hundred dollars. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, because yeah. they want to freight hauled. Okay, right. So they, listen, they need, they need, they need BCOs. They need. Listen, we give away more freight than we haul. We have how many? How many outside carriers? Uh, Ten or twenty? I don't know. A bunch. A bunch yeah. of outside carriers. We have to have those because we don't have enough BCOs to haul the freight. So mm-hmm. they give them a little bit of money, take it out of their settlement, you know, and, um, you know, it's just what they, what they do. But to it, keep, it should, um, it, it probably should be a litmus test. If you're, if you're so broke, you can't pay $350 for an alignment. Maybe truck ownership's not for you, my friend, you know? Yeah. Which yeah. it's funny. Of course, it's been a long time since I've actually made the call like you do. But do they still ask you, do you have a truck payment? Would you like to oh, use yeah. this money as a down payment on a new one? Absolutely. Every time. <laughs> every, every time. Oh, yeah. my gosh. You know. Every time. I mean, the Landstar loan deal, is a, it's a good program. You know, it's useful. We use it from time to time. Uh, yeah. Use their money instead of ours. Uh, but <clears> not <throat> for $350, you know. Well, the, the tires are a different story. There's no interest on the tires. The tires program's a whole oh, different yeah. story. If you're buying tires and you're not using the LCAP, you're a fool, okay? Uh, because, there's first of all, the price is much, much better, and there's no interest on the and, – and listen, Landstar is so behind, it takes about three months for them to start collecting on you. So that's a great, great program. That's not the same as the contractor loan program. So Yeah. What is my opinion on deleting trucks? Well, you obviously don't listen to the con to the to the uh, podcast because I'm a hundred percent against deleting trucks. It's a short... for various reasons. For various reasons, one of them is it's not necessary. Number one, deleted trucks can be made to run properly, uh, and number two, it's it's you know it's illegal, and there's risk there when you do things that are illegal. It's there's risk there, just like if you pay your people on ten ninety nine, it's illegal. There's some risk there. Of course, in that situation, you're screwing your your employees. But deleting a truck, it's just you know, it, it's it's a short term fix um, that that doesn't fix anything in the long run, you know, and it's, it's not necessary. 
And the um, and it's a short term solution that creates long term issues. Long term problems, yeah. Um, so. It would be one thing because you used to be able to get there's an episode of the Cooper Baghetti podcast where he interviews uh, J H Diesel down in Bradenton, Florida. J H uh, primarily dealt with pickup trucks, not big trucks, but he used to do lots of deletes, and he got hammered by the EPA. Well, if, if you could have J, someone of the caliber and quality of JH do a delete on your truck and do it well and do it properly, but that's not what you're getting. You're getting some hillbilly with a laptop that starts monkeying around with shit, and then you end up with drop liners and cracked heads and, you know, so no, absolutely not. And from solely, because I personally, I could not give a shit less what's legal and what's not. Uh, it's not about the legality for me, but the risk level of doing damage to the engine and then getting caught by the road pirates and getting shut down. Um, it's just too much risk, especially when there is a product you can buy called the Pittsburgh power max mileage fuel born catalyst that you can put in the tank. By the way, talk to Steve when I talked to Steve Wheeler the other day, he's got, what is that? A 2020 Cascadia that he got. The 20, isn't it? Yeah, it's been two years. Yeah, it's probably, well, it's, no, it's is 2023. Yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. So he's had it two and a half, <laughs> three years. Yeah. Okay. He never idles it. He's always run the catalyst in it, and that truck has never done a had parked a regen. regen. Yeah. Never yeah, one that. time done a parked regen. Right. Um, oh, by the way, he was telling me about this electric APU. I might not try to get this guy on the show. This guy like used to be an engineer, some deal that became a truck driver with his wife and team, developed this like eighty five hundred dollar uh, electric APU, and then quit driving to pursue that full time. Um, because with if you're going to run these new trucks, you cannot idle them, you can't do it, right? Mm-hmm. Which is another expense of eight. You know, God, what's a damn thermoking now? Fifteen, eighteen thousand dollars, probably. Yeah. Um, going down to the Thermo King dealership and get you some work done and see how what an experience that is. Um, it's just again, it's risk. It, it's, let me let me address the legality thing because I, I understand where you're coming from on that, but let let me let me explain why I feel the way I do about it because. You know, if if you're a one, if you if you're working for yourself and it's just you, and it, and and you're willing to take the risk to do things that are questionable, mm-hmm. uh, legal or moral or ethical or whatever way, that that's that's your decision. But in my decision, where I have other people's livelihoods who depend on me being in business, and being in business means you have to not do things that are stupid that could get you in a situation where you lose your business. That's why I have to look out for the legality. That's why I don't do things that are, are gray area with the IRS. You might get away with it. I'm sure people get away with it every day. But what happens if I get caught and blue ribbon goes away because I decided to be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, stupid. Um, what happens if I run a deleted truck? Okay. And we get fined the jillion dollars, that they're finding people out there now when the ones that they finally do catch and it makes blue ribbon go away. So it, you know, it, it, 
it's the same kind of thing about paying your employees on a 1099. If you don't give a shit about people, don't be an employer. Don't hire people because their livelihood depends on you. And that's why I give a shit about the legality. It's because I have other people who depend on me for the promises that I've made them, uh, both in my employees and in people in the program. Right. You know, people that want to come be in the program. Who wants to be involved with somebody that's, like you said, Chris, when we started this thing out, if you don't think your employer is sound, why would you work there? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't make unsound decisions. That's why I don't do things that are questionable legally, morally, ethically, irs or any other Lee, because I just do not want to jeopardize what we've all worked so hard to get to where we are. Well said. Uh, question you. on TikTok. Mississippi, <clears throat> Mississippi Skeeter Eater, can you run just four days at Landstar? You can run you can run no days at You can run four days a year. They don't yeah. care as long as you use your own trailer. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the, the The great thing about Landstar is you can do whatever you want. Um, and if you fail at Landstar, it's your fault. And if you, um, if you succeed, it's your fault. You know, most people don't understand Landstar. You know, Landstar no. is so different. Nobody understands. And that's where these questions come from because people are used to working for people who have all these rules and this, that, and the other. You have to understand something. Okay. If you go out and you hire a plumber, okay. The plumber doesn't tell you how to run your business. You don't tell the plumber how to run their business. That that's the relationship that you have with Landstar. It's your business doing business with another business. They could care less how you do it. As long as you stay compliant. And if you're going to use their trailer, you have to run, you have to not, not let it sit for 10 days or more. They're going to come get it. They don't care. They're just going to come get it. Mm-hmm. But all these other things that you have to do to work for somebody else, it doesn't happen here because you don't work for Landstar. You work for you. And if you want to run four days a month or four days a year or four days a week, nobody cares. Okay. Nobody cares. As long as it works for you, Landstar could care less. So. <clears throat> Juan says, you guys know a lot of trucking business. Have you ever invested in real estate properties? Yes, but I don't anymore. So was that the dry cleaners? You had property there, right? Or did you ever have yeah, residential? I, no, I had, I had, I had rental property before, but I'm not, I, I'm not, listen, it's not, it doesn't, I know a lot of people who love it. It doesn't suit me. Okay. It does. And also, but, and Chris, you may or may not know this. I worked for a guy who I had, I managed 640 addresses. You did tell me that. I remember that. 640 addresses. You couldn't give me a real estate investment deal if it was free. Okay. <laughs> I just, it's just not my thing. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, and it's, it's fine for other people. It's not for me. So. I rented from a guy <clears throat> in 2008. My wife and I rented a little house in Columbus, Ohio. And this guy, I think I want to say he had like 80 properties and he had, he had a business and he sold his business to one of his suppliers and he cashed out seven figure check and he had a partner partner also got a seven figure check. But when our heater went out, the partner was the one that came and fixed it. And I said, how's that work? And he said, well, I took my seven figures and invested in real estate. He he got his seven figures and his wife got buyeria. 
And so now he works for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was it was a fascinating experience being a tenant. Of course, I'm I'm just a curious person, and so I asked lots of questions. We were living in Columbus when the real estate market crashed in 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, I mean, he's looking around. What he saw, every, the world is on fire. And all he saw was property is on sale. And he mm-hmm. bought one down the street from us. It was like a two-bedroom, three-bedroom, two-bath for forty. Thousand dollars. I mean, he was just he was just stroking checks left and right, buying up properties, turning around, flipping them. But what was and I get uh, who? What was his name? Um, what the, Buffett? It was Warren Buffett that said, "Be cautious when others are greedy. Be greedy when others are cautious." Right? Yeah. This guy was in real estate, <clears throat> and of course, you would never know that he was a multimillionaire. He rolled up in an old beat up F one fifty with holes in his jeans and a white t shirt covered in stain. You know. Um, but the principles are the same, right? You don't go deeply in debt to buy a rental property. You, because that leads to foreclosure. You don't go in debt to buy a truck that leads to repossession. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you don't go into it thinking it's going to be occupied 12 months out of the year. It's not. Neither is a truck. Um, drivers will destroy your trucks. Drivers will destroy your tires. Um, drivers will never get the fuel mileage that you do. Um, drivers, a driver will never drive your truck the way you do. Right. And it's the same with tenants. They're going to destroy your shit. They're going to move off and let pay their rent. And, and shoot, nowadays you can't even force collection. You can't even force, uh, eviction. You know, Mm. there's so many rights that -hmm. now the tenant has. I can't imagine. Oh, hell no. You know, can't imagine. Plus, Guess how? Guess what's going to happen? To this, I mean, the seven eight percent mortgage rate was going on right now. There's, oh, dude, there's an old boy. There's an old boy here, um, and he got famous around these parts because he had a his squatting situation. Um, mm-hmm. You know, deal with the tenant; they wouldn't move out. Uh, but he also owned a construction business, and. Um, the, the, basically the legal people had said, well, you know, you, you, you can't get them out of this house. Well, when he rolled up with an excavator and shoved a bucket through the roof and started shaking the house, right? they left, <clears throat> you know, now of course he got in all kind of trouble, all kind of trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, but <clears throat> they were not in the house anymore. <laughs> if I had real estate, I'd have Richie do my eviction. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be gold. Oh gosh! Um, <clears throat> just want to know if you can run. For, you can run as many days, or like I say, the only the only restriction at Landstar is if you let the trailer. If you're using a Landstar trailer, and you let it sit for ten days. They're coming after it. Yeah. Other than that, doesn't matter. Um, have no one desire to own a truck. Just love watching your content. Well, bless your heart. <laughs> um, thinking of single axle semi for hotshot loves. Know nothing about hotshot. Um, well, I've, there. I've, I've, I've had some experience in hot shot and I'm going to tell you, it's like anything else. Five axles, four axles, three axles, flatbeds. The, the principles are all the same. If you can, um, you know, pay cash. Uh, there's a guy on TikTok that's got like a 2003 F-350 with God knows how many miles on it. 
And he's constantly getting made fun of because he won't go buy a new truck. And he's like, yeah, but this, 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 this 20 year old F three fifty does the same job that the 2024 and it's paid for and they lose their minds. But I just want y'all to understand that hotshot is not, not, it's not some kind of magic pill. Okay. It's a very, very limited and tight market. Um, it, it's, I don't see it personally with all my experience in this industry. I don't see hotshot as kind of a great thing. Now everybody's going to come in. Well, I'm a hotshot. I understand you're doing your deal. Go do your deal. I wish you all the success in the world. But when somebody comes to me and says, do you think I ought to get hotshot? I'm going to tell them no. You know, um, but if you decide to get in a hotshot, there's a right way. There's a wrong way. And that's everything that we talk about here. There's a right way and a wrong way. Um, showstopper on YouTube. Would you say that consumers set the rates right now? Consumers are not spending, so they don't need the product. But when they are buying, the supplier won it yesterday, so the rates go up. No. Supply and demand, period. Supply and demand. That's the only thing that affects rates. Right now, there are too many trucks and not enough loads. Um, well, actually, there's a right, there's the pretty much right amount of loads. The freight volumes are not bad. There are too many trucks. Right. And once <clears throat> these ex, this excess capacity goes away, and it will go away, there are people clamoring and fighting and clawing and trying to stay uh, relevant and stay in business, but they are eventually going to go belly up. And when they do, the market will equalize, and then rates will begin to go up because well, it, and, and, it's and always going to go of, beyond. The cost of this is because, you know, this pandemic thing in 2021, everybody thought, you know, trucking became the real estate, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the windfall investment. You didn't have to know anything about it. Of course you on Facebook, you can still do this today. You can, you know, there, I see where everybody's talking about how trucking is much better than real estate. Um, that may or may not be true, but in 2021, 20 and 21, everybody wanted to get in this business because there was so much money to be made without any expertise. And that worked for a while and now it doesn't. So all these people are, you know, they're, 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 in, they're into it. They're, they're, you know, they're leveraged up to the hilt and they just last as long as they can last and then they go away, you know? So unfortunately that's what happened. And people that had one truck bought two people that didn't have any trucks bought five people that had about five bought 20 and, it's just uh, now we're now in the last year we've been paying the price for that. You know, there's way too many um, <clears throat> trucks out there, and they just have to go away. So, where did the quote come uh, from? There's nothing new under the sun. Is that biblical? Is that in the Bible? I don't. I've heard it many, many, many times. I don't know. Well, it here's from. here's what I want everybody to understand. Now, I cannot speak from experience because I was born in 1976, but from what about 78 to 82. We were in inflation. Interest rates were ridiculous. You lived it, right? You were you were of age when all that happened. Yep. Um, so what we're dealing with now has some different um, has some different triggers and different origins. Um, but the eighties eventually came, and then the nineties came, right? Um, so. Don't ever believe that things are as good now as they've ever been. I mean, we've got technological advances coming that are going to turn everything inside out and upside down, and I'm here for it. Um, Ecclesiastes is where that came from. Okay. Paraphrased. Paraphrased. Okay. <clears throat> um, 
that what we're dealing with now is not new. Okay, we've been down this road before. Um, it, we look into Austrian economics and the business cycle. It's a theory in Austrian economics, and it's basically a circle, right? And 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 it goes up and down and up and down and boom and bust and boom and bust and boom and bust. And we've been in that since 1913. So you just got to understand where you are on the cycle. Right now we're on the bust side, and there will be another boom. Uh, now what I hope at some point that blockchain can give us a truly free market that will get rid of the people that caused the boom-bust cycle, because uh, we were talking about an election earlier, um, if we can get rid of central banking, uh, the boom-bust boom cycle goes away, and then we just have a nice, even-keel market. But we're not there yet. It's coming. Uh, That's another saying. What goes up must come down. Where'd that come from? I think that's old boy about gravity. What's his name? Newton. Yeah. Isaac Newton. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> Rocky said uh, prices are nuts on vehicles. I had one totaled last night and got to find a replacement. Oh. Hmm. Um, well, he told a story on the li TikTok Live last night. Pilot, uh, as a BCO, had a driver had new steer tires put on. Pilot did not tighten the lug nuts. So the driver just kept mm. on trucking. Uh, it was on a Volvo, I believe. Destroyed the hubs with disc brakes. Destroyed the wheels. Got to have new hubs, new rotors, $1,400 a piece. I think one of them had to be shipped in. That was like five or $600. Um, and new wheels is $5,000. And... Pilot basically told him to have a Coke and a smile because you didn't stop after 250 miles and have them retorked like we told you, you retorked. to. Retorked, yeah, yeah. You know? <clears throat> um, Listen, I've, I've sat there and watched them put my wheels on when I was driving a truck and leave a couple lug nuts loose. Mm -hmm. You know? I never, ever left the, my truck ever after that. If, if you don't want me to watch it, that's fine. I'll stand over here. I'm going to watch it. I might not watch it while you're, you know, over your shoulder. But, um, and that's before I realized that there was nobody that could work on trucks that was competent. <laughs> you know, I've kind of almost found that, though, in the building industry. You know, mm. there's not a day goes by that I can't, I, right now, <laughs> right now, I got to go out tomorrow and got to call somebody and tell them to come back and redo this stuff that they did today because it sucks. Okay. It's nothing like it's supposed to be done. And I'm not a builder. I'm certainly not a mechanic. You weren't either, but now what do you have to do? You know, you now have to work on our trucks because we can't find a mechanic. No offense to Chris Dolan. Yeah. But you know, I'm not a builder, but I can tell right from wrong, you know, especially when it's my shit, you know, well, speaking but, speaking of mechanics, I got a phone call from one Carl Bonecutter. I, uh, I was going to ask you to do an update for that. Day part, before so. yesterday, um, sounds amazing. Sounds better yeah. than he has talking to him in probably two years. Um, and of course, he's concerned about that damn truck that he was working <laughs> on before he got sick. And he's like, "Hey, man, you got to get that truck get over here so we can get it fixed." So, I mean, he's obviously not doing the work himself, but. He's got right, some guys right. working well for him. Um, 
But I told him, I said, man, I could use your brain. And Dolan said today, bring him on, bring him up here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, well, that's, that's amazing. You might want to give everybody a little update on that. Cause yeah. we have people calling and email all the time. So he's trying to get <clears throat> on the list for the double lung transplant. That's, that's eventually what he has to have in order to live. Um, he's right. still got a tracheotomy. Um, he still has to be on oxygen 24 seven, but he's, it's amazing that he's out of the hospital. I mean, it's just incredible. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, you know, maybe, we, you know, maybe we could get him on the podcast. You think? I could certainly try. That would be, uh, that'd be phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, it'd be entertaining. <clears throat> it'd be entertaining. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, y'all, uh, one hour and 57 minutes, I think two hours is good enough. Uh, we will be back with you next weekend. Let me consult the calendar. Yeah, let me look. we got things coming up here. Let me look at next weekend. Uh, uh, we have I am, we have volleyball gonna, on Friday night, so I'm probably going to have to do Saturday. Yeah, I'm not available on Friday night either. So okay. Saturday's going to – I'm going to go ahead and move it to Saturday I just right did. Now. I just moved it. Okay. Uh, right. So <clears> Saturday <throat> night at 8 o'clock it will be – so let yeah. it be written that we will be back with you next Friday night at eight o'clock. Um, no, no, no. Saturday night. Saturday uh, night, eight o'clock. That's that's what I meant. Um, you just said next Friday night. Well, you know. Um, so uh, yeah, we will be back with you next Friday. Saturday. God, I almost did it again. Damn. I know. I'm looking at Saturday right there on the calendar. Saturday night, eight o'clock, same time, same channel. Now um, look. Friends don't let friends lease trucks. <laughs> That's a perfect way to end it. Um, so, all right. Well, y'all, with that, don't forget to don't forget to update the podcast. These guys can listen. To I, yeah, I'll put that on my list of stuff to do tomorrow. So, all right, guys, you guys have a great weekend. Y'all be safe out there. Josh, good to hear from you. Be be, be warm up there, buddy. Okay, and uh, we'll talk to you guys.